0: I don't know what the answer is with like, because you were saying like with trauma and different stuff affects people differently. And sometimes it's like, that bothers you. So um, I guess, where do you, how do you figure out about like, you know, being self-compassionate or, you know, making other people kind of accommodate you because it's really hard for you versus you need to buck up because you're a freaking adult and let's go like, you know.
1: Well, and and again, it goes back to being aware of yourself. What are your intentions? Are your intentions to have somebody be able to better understand you so you can work more efficiently and effectively with that person or in your job? That's a far different intention from I need you. I need you to accommodate me. I'm not going to pay much attention to what you may need because this is about me or when I draw attention to myself to to say, you know what, I need you to take care of me. I'm manipulating this so I don't have to do these things. I'm taking the easy way out. You know, that's where we have to become honest with ourselves and that is difficult to do. And that's where we have to look inside and and to be able to pay attention, pay attention to, to truly why am I doing this? What do I really need? You know, do I need attention? And if so, is this going to get me the type of attention I need? Why do I need the the attention? It's, it's to always question the self, to always look at yourself and, and to say, what are my intentions? What are my motivations?
0: Welcome back to the Sign of Good Health podcast. Today, I'm talking with Paula Eberhardt. She is a licensed alcohol and addictions counselor, and she's also put a lot into uh, studying psychology and spirituality and chakras. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is kind of blending um, psychology science with some of the more Eastern or spiritual type and how she integrates both. So um, Paula, do you want to start with just telling us about your background in psychology and spirituality?
1: Well, I, uh, my, my, my initial experiences with spirituality began when I became a hairdresser of all things. and I aligned myself with the Aveda Corporation. And with that, I learned or I, I was certified through them in aromaology, and their business model at the time, um, I don't work with them anymore, but at the time was very holistic. And it was um, so i I learned about mindfulness. It's where I learned how to meditate. And it's where, even though when I was younger, I I always had a a huge interest in things like hypnotherapy and and, uh, um, ghosts and spirits and all that weird stuff. You know, people label it weird stuff. I was always interested in that. And when I became a hairdresser, there it was right in front of me. So I just dove in with both feet. I um, have struggled, had struggled with addiction for a, a large amount of my adult life, and I couldn't get out of it. And this was the springboard for me to enter into recovery from my own alcohol addiction. As I started talking to other people that were in recovery, it became clear to me that this was a very important part of, of recovery and just living a balanced life. And so I got excited and I thought, hey, if it works for me and and, other people that I know that are in recovery, this is something that I need to share because our recovery rates are, are, are low. They're, they're low rates of relapse are, are 60%. So only 40% of us make it into any sort of long-term recovery, which is defined as like a year or so.
0: Yeah. Well, and what's interesting too, is like, you know, you got to think about, um, so we've got 40% and it's like, okay, whatever we're doing is not quite there with working. So for people that are skeptical about chakras and calling it mumbo jumbo and stuff, it's like, well, what else do you wanna try? Cause the, uh, and you can touch on this too, like psychology or not psychology, addiction is, uh, it's a psychological and emotional, and there's a lot of stuff to it. And like, I've talked with yeah. um, Shelly about just, you know, addiction itself is a coping mechanism
1: absolutely addiction for a long time was mislabeled because it was misunderstood i think primarily because it is so complex but it is primarily an emotional response to to a soul wound or a trauma and that trauma almost feels like our system gets electrocuted and and we can get pinned to that point in time and as a, a form of, of almost survival, we put up all these walls and these blocks where we block ourselves off from our emotions, and that's where that's where the addiction comes in. Because truly, uh, like the, I've said it to you before, Alex, life without emotion is is really not worth living for m- many people. And so, <clears throat> in an attempt to to heal ourselves or, or to release ourselves from how awful that feels we turn to the drugs and the alcohol and they do that temporarily you know they can open us up lower the inhibitions oh wow I have these emotions but now I don't know what to do with them and mm-hmm. and it just turns into a an entire tangly mess it's a tangly mess and that's why it can be so hard to deal with because it affects our environment, it affects our relationships, um, it affects our body, our mind. It, everything in our world is affected when, when we look to drugs and alcohol to, to help us feel better.
0: Yeah, um, and one thing that's interesting that I learned in my uh, one of my physical therapy classes recently is um, we went through emotional intelligence and it talked about the physiology of like your nervous system going into your brain, you're going to have the emotional reaction first, and then the rationalization. So um, do you want to touch on a little bit about like, how your emotions affect your chakras and kind of vice versa?
1: Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go first to, to our, our biology and our nervous system, because our nervous system and the chakras are um, they coincide.
0: Yeah, they're interconnected physically
1: as as well as we call it our subtle um, bodies or our subtle energy systems. So, um, in our body, we we have our vagus nervous system, our 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 entire nervous system, right? And we have the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. Most people have heard of that. Mm-hmm. The sympathetic nervous system is is the part of our nervous system that's responsible for. Um, our breathing and and blinking and and the things that we don't think about our heartbeat fight flight or freeze you know the those types of responses the things that we that that are taking care of for us we don't have to think about it um, our parasympathetic nervous system is responsible for calming us down so deruffling our feathers if you will when we're talking about addiction. Um, our, our sympathetic nervous system kind of tends to run the show. So a lot of our responses are automatic. We don't think about them because they are activated by emotions. Um, emotions are electrical impulses, really. So are thoughts because we are electric. <laughs> we are energy. And it can be kind of hard to, to To wrap the brain around that, in that um, thoughts have vibrations, emotions have vibrations, um, interactions between people have energy and vibration. I've been blessed that I can feel that and I can see it. So it has helped me to understand and hopefully help teach other people. So our nervous system, as it runs down our spine biologically, has these little offshoots of ganglia. And they're concentrated, they're little concentrations of of nerve cells, actually brain cells, neurons, and they correspond to the seven main chakras Mm -hmm. in our body. Chakras are energy centers. There's actually hundreds and hundreds of them throughout our body, but there are seven main ones, and they run from the base of our spine to the top of our head. We also have them in the palms of our hands, behind our knees, they're all over and they're connected by meridians. They're like highways that connect our chakra cities, if you will. So each one of these chakras, the main chakras that we deal with, correspond to emotions. Our first chakra, which is our root chakra, which is our base chakra, um, corresponds to feelings of safety. That our basic needs are being met, that we're grounded, that we understand we're in the physical, we have a body, you know, whoa, I'm here on earth, holy cow, I'm going to be taken care of. I feel grounded, this is good, you know, I I feel good about myself, I feel safe and secure. So each one of the chakras is responsible for a different set of emotions, if you will, or, or characteristics that human beings have. The root chakras responsible for for our basic needs, food, shelter, money, clothing, oxygen. Oxygen. Yes. You know, a community, tribe. Do we have a tribe? Um, That's our, our sense of connection, truly base connection to, you know, it's not just me. I'm a part of a bigger community. I'm a part of a tribe. I'm a part of a family. So oftentimes with addiction, there's been childhood traumas that are very severe um, and, and sometimes not even severe as we would call them, but we have these traumas. Each of us um, interprets traumas differently even. So what would be traumatic to me, you might look at it and go, what, <laughs> really? Like fuck up, that's, that's nothing compared to what I went through. But because of these childhood traumas, <clears throat> Our root chakra or our base chakra gets disrupted. Um, We have oftentimes have parents who have abused us or or people in our family that have abused us emotionally, um, sexually, mentally, physically, all of it. And so that very basic understanding as an infant is, is destroyed as a young person, because the people that are there, that we are under the assumption are there to help us and provide for us and guide us and be our support, aren't reliable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that very, that very basic instinct that, that we're here and somebody's gonna help us is right out of the chute. Um it, it's compromised. And so everything builds upon that as we work up. So if our root chakra is is disrupted or blocked or tangled up, as I say, it will affect our next chakra and our next and our next. And how our chakras are set up is, is they do work to enlighten us, if you will, or connect us to spirit. So our crown chakra at the top of the head connects us to spirit, to the universe. Our root chakra connects us to the earth. So we truly are connected Um, as above, so below.
0: Yeah. um, just There's a really long but very interesting series on the website Wait But Why and it's called The Story of Us and it's about like how um, humans there's a part that I'm going to bring up where there's a part about how humans fluctuate between operating like as an individual and then like as a family, and then like as a, you know, uh, let's say a city and a country, and it's called, he calls it like the, the thinking ladder. And that's just, you, he compares it to like how animals, like bees pretty much operate as like the, they call it the hive mind, but they operate as like the, the hive. Um, and they're not very much on the individual level, but humans fluctuate so much. So it's just really interesting to think about like just the like you're saying about we're connected, like within ourselves to the earth, but then also just we're also connected to to everybody, every living thing, kind of thing, you know.
1: Yes, and and that can be really overwhelming sometimes when we think about it. I mean, when we can really feel that I am not only me, but I am also you, and it just goes on and on and on. And as we work up through the chakras and get to know ourselves better. Um, we, we get that sense. You know, it's not just about me. It's about me, as I affect everyone and everything around me, because everything I do has an effect.
0: Yeah, I don't remember where I read it. I want to say it might have been the Gorilla mindset book. But it talked about like, you're not responsible for other people's emotions. And that, like, I always get hung up on that because it's like my actions can impact people and affect them and it's like i i understand there's a level of you know i don't get to choose how they feel or respond but you know it's not a total abdication of responsibility either you know
1: exactly and that's the confusing part about all of this when we start talking about spirit and and universal connection that the, the universe speaks in riddles like that. It's it's all about um, the dichotomy almost, the, the balance, the contrast. So when I say so, like if I were to call you a name, a, a name that didn't feel good, I of course am going to disrupt that energy around you. My intention would be to make you feel bad about yourself. And so that intention would carry with it on a vibration, um, a low level, it would make you feel bad. You would be able to feel it. The, the, The flip side of that is, is you as an individual, when you realize that, ooh, that made me feel bad. I could feel that, it hurt me. Now it becomes your choice whether you believe that and want to accept that type of energy or feeling into yourself or to say, you know what? I choose not to be hurt by that. It hurt me when I felt it, of course, but I choose not to hold on to it. I forgive you for, for wanting to hurt me and I'm not gonna hold on to that. It is kind of a, it it, it, it does get confusing, <laughs> but it's part of the fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and uh, it's something I think we can, get into for sure is like just the the because you, you brought up the trauma and like I got a couple different directions I want to go to that but it, at first I want to just say like I, it just you because you talked about like the the intentions and the like the lower level stuff and it's just interesting because it made me think of like well on the opposite side of that when you help someone like and there's science to back it up like helping somebody or being generous like gives you such a good feeling and it's like Huh. <laughs> yes
1: it re- emotions vibrate and and everyone knows that it's just we forget to pay attention our language shows very clearly that that we feel it and we're aware of it when we're depressed things feel heavy right mm-hmm. um a lot of times people say they're gray they're heavy i feel like there's this rain cloud you know and we see it in cartoons you know there's rain clouds over people we feel that. So depression and and feelings that don't feel good to us. We call them negative feelings or, or negative energies. Those things that don't feel good, anger and aggression and hatred and, and all of those things, they they're heavy. They vibrate slow and and they're hard to step out of because they're like sticky. I call them these sticky ickies, but they're heavy and they're sticky. And and, and it's easy to get onto that wavelength. People often, t- it happens to people all the time. You walk into a room, two people are complaining about something. You've been in a really good mood. You walk in and you're like, mmm, and you just get sucked into it. And all of a sudden, all the things you're grateful for that day and you were you were happy. And, and, and all of a sudden it just goes. <laughs> yeah. So we are affected by other people's energies and those lower level energies can be hard to step out of.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, and that's that's something that I, I get frustrated with because I've, I've put a fair amount of work into, uh, I'll, I'll just say, developing emotional control um, regarding, like let's just say, stressful situations and um, trying to maintain... a calmer demeanor instead of getting sucked into yelling and name calling it's like okay let's talk about how do we solve this or prevent it from from happening next time and i get frustrated when other people don't have that same um you know they haven't put the work into developing that
1: emotional intelligence and emotional regulation yeah yes Um, we tend to react because we feel those energies and Oftentimes, we're not mindful of them, we're not aware of them. So, we are simply responding to these energies or these emotions without any forethought about whoa, I need to back the bus up a little bit here. Because if I start screaming and yelling to get my point across, that's not <laughs> going to be effective. So, it, energy it, it, it controls our entire world, or we control our entire world through our energies.
0: Yeah. So, um, Can we talk a little bit about how to go about building that, like, well, mindfulness is probably a good umbrella term, like awareness of your thoughts and emotions.
1: Yes, mindfulness. It's such a buzzword now, and it kind of cracks me up. (laughs) So mindfulness simply is becoming aware, paying attention to not only yourself, but to everyone around you and and when you mention emotional intelligence it's related to emotional intelligence it's paying attention what's happening within myself so with my work with addiction with my work with addiction I focus more on paying attention to yourself because we have forgotten how we respond to outside stimuli environmental um Input and stuff from other people because we are too afraid to look inside and look at ourselves. So, when I start working with people um, in the facility that I work, one of the first things to do is to simply bring them back into their bodies and to pay attention. Hey, you're here. You don't get to escape anymore. So, let's figure out what's going on. The first thing I teach them is how to breathe. We forget how to breathe when we become adults as children, we, we automatically diaphragmatically breathe, breathe, belly, breathe. Mm -hmm. Babies do it. If you watch them, they don't chest breathe. We're not getting enough life force. We're not getting enough air if we're just only filling up half of our lungs. So I show them how to breathe. I, I help them remember how to breathe because everyone knows how to do it. We just get away from it. So with that mindful breathing, we're able to actually do some um, sequences, different types of breathing that can reduce anxiety, um, help us focus. It's a way of, of accessing pieces of ourselves that we forgot about because it activates our parasympathetic nervous system, which will relax us enough to be able to allow us to access it. So the first thing is simply to learn how to breathe, belly breathe. I have them focus. The mindfulness begins when we start to focus on the the breath, as well as the process of breathing. Can you feel your body? Paying attention. Ah, here's what I feel. Ooh, I got a Little ping over here and oh my back kind of hurts all of a sudden we start to notice what we're feeling after years and years and it can be scary for people and then we go okay where where do I start to look to heal? You know, okay, I I am aware of my body now. What do I do? Our bodies are I I look at it like they're they're um they're almost like lightning rods or communication centers for our spirit to to talk to our our mind through our body. It's a vehicle we've all heard it called a vehicle before. But when we start paying attention, we will notice that, oh, I I am having, let's say fertility problems or I, I have reproductive problems or I am not creative. Say I'm a writer and I have writer's block. When I start to pay attention, I will notice that I probably have some, some vibrational patterns where my, those things are housed in our sacral chakra, our second chakra. If I pay attention, I will notice I probably don't feel so great where that chakra is located, which is right where a woman's uterus is, It's right at our coccyx. We will manifest things, our physical body will be disrupted, if we're not getting enough energy flow through there, as well as our thoughts and our emotions. So this holds true for all of the seven chakras. So they're, they're very useful in that for someone who has not been able to feel anything for a long time because we're numbed and out by the drugs and the alcohol, it's especially important because it gives us a place to start. You know, what are you feeling? Even the most simple question, what are you feeling? They don't know how to answer. Oftentimes we don't know how to answer. So our chakra system will give us a clue to that. We can look at things for, um, there are clues given to us biologically, illnesses um, correspond with each of the chakras, um, but also emotional stuff, mental health stuff.
0: Um, cause that, well, cause what I wanted to go into now, um, was I'm trying to figure out how to word it, but it's like, you know, you gotta start with the basic awareness of your body to start to, cause like, there's not just okay let's just, we'll focus on you. Cause you're an addictions counselor. Somebody comes in, they're addicted to you know, alcohol or whatever, you know, it's like, there's not just the stop drinking alcohol. It's like, no, right. just start way at the very basic, like you're saying, breathing, and then like awareness of your body and like, let's, let's start with the baby steps about like, and then kind of work on healing those things. So you're, cause you're getting to the, instead of like the addiction is the tree and then we got to get to the, the start with the root stuff, like mm-hmm. look at the soil like whatever, you
1: know, you're exactly, that's exactly right. We need to go all the way back to the beginning because the addiction didn't start when the person picked up the alcohol or the drugs. The addiction started way before that. The dis-ease with the self, the soul wounds, the traumas, the things that made us doubt, you know, that we're safe here. The things that make us doubt we're okay.
0: Yeah, I guess I wanted to ask, um, because this is a question, so, and I don't remember if you and I have talked about this previously, but so I was diagnosed with um pdd nos in like fourth grade so i was like uh 10 or so but so it's pervasive development disorder not otherwise specified it's basically high functioning autism um okay so the the reason i bring it up is so when i was growing up um and still now it's like i I don't know what the answer is with like, cause you were saying like with trauma and different stuff affects people differently. And sometimes it's like, that bothers you. So um, I guess, where do you, how do you figure out about like, you know being self-compassionate or, you know making other people kind of accommodate you because it's really hard for you versus you need to buck up cause you're a freaking adult and let's go like, you know <laughs>
1: Well, and and again, it goes back to being aware of yourself. What are your intentions? Are your intentions to have somebody be able to better understand you so you can work more efficiently and effectively with that person or in your job? That's a far different intention from I need you. I need you to accommodate me. I'm not going to pay much attention to what you may need because this is about me or when I draw attention to myself to to say, you know what, I need you to take care of me. I'm manipulating this so I don't have to do these things. I'm taking the easy way out. You know, that's where we have to become honest with ourselves and that is difficult to do. And that's where we have to look inside and and to be able to pay attention, pay attention to, to truly, why am I doing this? What do I really need? You know, do I need attention? And if so, is this going to get me the type of attention I need? Why do I need the the attention? It's it's to always question the self, to always look at yourself and, and to say, what are my intentions? What are my motivations?
0: Yeah, I, I just really like that answer um just because i uh, and I, I don't know if it's bias or just myself or whatever like um I, i've in the last few years uh, if you've seen the stories about like emotional support animals on airplanes and people are bringing like turkeys or peacocks or you know whatever and it's just the fake emotional support animals and it pisses me off because it's like with all the shit that i've had to deal with as an at- autistic person and you're like oh i can't be away from my cat for five minutes it's like just and I, I really like the word you're saying, like, the, it's, what is your intention? It's like, am I taking the easy way out or am I trying to actually work with you, but I just need this little thing, you know? Yeah. And I, and, I,
1: and like with the support animal thing like that too, you know, what is my intention? Do I need attention? And if you do, that's okay. But to say, you know what, I, I don't feel like I get enough attention Then to look at it and go, is taking a turkey on a plane as an emotional support animal going to get me the type of attention that I really want, (laughs) right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: Now, for me, that answer would be no, that's probably not the kind of attention (laughs) I want. I was thinking more that I would like to strengthen my relationships with my friends or whatever my significant other (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. not to
1: draw unwanted attention and high eyebrows from strangers because we judge people judge
0: yeah yeah and that's it's just it's, it's an interesting dilemma and um like just with you know I almost wonder about like the bigger picture questions about like you know our collectively our brains are not adapted to handle like social media and then the narcissism that everybody talks about and stuff you know yeah. like that's why you see this kind of stuff happening
1: yes it, it's the oh my gosh that's a that's a whole nother segment but it is important that the whole technological thing it it's separating us it gives us the illusion that we are more connected than ever before but it is separating us and there's to the point where we even have a psychological term for it now it's called being being um present without being present because we have people sitting in the same room texting each other. Yeah. Uh, um, what's that?
0: So, yeah, one, one thing to kind of- connect. With, no, I was gonna say, you need to, to take a break. No,
1: I was like squirrel moment. I have some, yeah, my brain gets going yeah. and I'll go off on well, a tangent.
0: Uh, something that can bring us back is, um, something you brought up that I wanted to ask about was, so, and I, I have, my own thoughts and feelings about this too. Like you mentioned people are afraid to look inside and that's related to the social media. Like I can't sit alone for 10 seconds without, I need to be on my phone. Like, cause, and like, I've thought about just with my own psychology research and stuff, like people don't want to deal with the, if you want to just call it the dark stuff that pops up, if you, if you haven't dealt with it. And you're not comfortable with yourself that's when it's going to pop up when you're alone for five seconds so that's why that's
1: right that's exactly right we keep ourselves so busy so we don't have to to turn the bar back around and look at ourselves because the, the fear becomes what will i find we oftentimes i hear people saying well i have all these especially in, in addiction i have all these character defects I personally do not agree with the character defect label. We have both good and bad, right and wrong. We have these things, we have to. It's about balance and the universe always balances. So if I am going to know happiness, if I don't have anything to compare it to, I can't know what it is. So I have to have the sadness in order to feel the happiness or i am actually flatlined because there's nothing to compare it to what is happy i don't know right we have to have that contrast
0: yeah well and one thing that i wanted to bring up when you were talking about like anger and those kind of emotions that have the heavier weight and then i'll I'll just say a negative connectivity about him Mm -hmm. um so one thing that uh I i think a few different people have talked about like mark manson is the what i'm referencing right now is that emotions aren't good or bad they're signals like they're trying to tell you something
1: exactly that's exactly what they are and and actually there is there's a purpose for every emotion which you just said exactly you know there's there's signals so greed let's say we're we're having um hoarding tendencies right we have some greed stuff we need to look at what's happening there it's it's a blessing because it's physically there if i'm a hoarder i can physically look and see i am having problems with my feelings of security and safety that there's going to be enough so i need to take all i can right now because tomorrow it might not be there i can't count on it we see this a lot of times if someone has been separated um, by death suddenly and quickly and abruptly that sense of security is whoa things can be taken away boom so i'm going to take everything and 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 keep everything close to me because i'm not certain i don't believe and i don't trust that it's going to be there tomorrow
0: i'm trying to figure out like it's again the balance of like self compassion and healing but then i'm i'm assuming like there's the the, the uh, surface level stuff of like, you know, I'm going to be nice to myself and drink all this wine or whatever. Cause I had a rough right day versus like real self-compassion, you know, ah, that, self-care. Does that yeah. Does that make sense as a question?
1: Yes. It, yes, I think so. So oftentimes we get self-care mixed up with, um, we, we just get it mixed up. We, we, it's hard for us to, find, to define it. So oftentimes, like drinking after work, I deserve to have this. I'm going to take care of myself. <clears throat> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relax. And every night I have a six pack after work. It appears to be self-care. It appears to be a way that we can relax and de-stress from the day as is always with the universe, that is the illusion. We need to look behind it and say, what do I really need? Mm-hmm. Because yes, I may need to relax after a hard day of work, but when I go home and, and drink a six pack, I am not relaxing my body. I'm actually shocking my body because I'm literally putting poison in it, right? When we shoot up math, people shoot up math, they're poisoning them, so we're poisoning ourselves. So to be able to have <clears throat> the, the wherewithal, the, the knowledge of the self to go, hmm, what are my intentions here? What am I looking for? Because this isn't giving me what I'm looking for. I'm looking to de-stress, but I'm pouring a bunch of drugs and alcohol on top of my stress, which initially will numb it and calm it down. But now I have I have poisoned my body. It's going to be a few hours and my body is going to be getting rid of this stuff and it's going to be revolting. I wake up for work the next day. My body's in withdrawal. I'm not feeling well. So I have a really bad day at work because I have a hangover. I'm in withdrawals. And the only thing I can think about is getting back home that night to do it all over again. So is that respect even for yourself? Yeah. Is that taking care of yourself? No, not not for real. The illusion is that, yeah, I'm taking care of myself. This is fun. I go out for drinks with with people after work and and we get to have fun, but you're doing more harm than good. So that's when we need to go in and say, you know what do I really need? If I'm going to the bar every night, do I really need the stress relief, or do I need to feel like I belong? What do I need? And that's where the chakras can give us clues to that. Our bodies will give us clues to that.
0: Yeah., um, well, and it, it reminds me of like with um, like I'm from the fitness world, like, oh, my back hurts or whatever, and it's like, okay, are you gonna take some pain pills or are you going to, you know look for tight muscles or crappy body mechanics that are causing you the back pain? <laughs>
1: exactly is it going to be palliative or are we going to fix it yeah right Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah so um and and i know this will take you a little bit to run through but uh would you i'm just assuming people will be interested uh would you be able to kind of run through the chakra and then how they kind of manifest when they're in and out of balance i know we did this when you were talking previously,
1: but absolutely. Um,
0: so I might stand good.
1: up for a couple of them just to That's show fine. you guys just, yeah. just to show where it is.
0: And it'll just be a great reference for people.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, with the baby clothes. So what I deal with in mindfulness and what people will see most often as they're out looking at this stuff themselves is is the seven main chakras. Mm-hmm. And they run from get back far enough. the very base of our spine all the way to the top of our head. So the root chakra is right where we think it is, right? Everyone knows what it feels like to have the root chakra activated. Um, (laughs) It is responsible for our sense of safety. It's right here. It's responsible for our sense of safety, for our sense of belonging, for our sense of, of feeling a part of a group of people or or a community. Um, so we feel safe. We know that our basic needs are going to be taken care of. We're no, we know we're not just out at sea alone. So our root chakra, when it's blocked, um, we can have problems with our, our hips, our knees, our legs. Um, we have a sense that there's not enough. It can be overactive. Sometimes people that have never had a sense of scarcity Um, everything's been given to them that can disrupt that also because we tend to live out in the clouds I don't have to worry about this stuff this stuff doesn't affect me so it, it can go both ways but the root chakra truly is responsible for hey here I am I have a body I'm on earth I'm part of a family, I'm part of a community, I'm part of something that's bigger than I am. And together, we're gonna to make sure that all my needs are met and all your needs are met, your basic survival needs. That sense of, I'm gonna make it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to live, it's about life. When we feel a sense, a good sense of security in our root chakra, then we can move up into the sacral. The sacral chakra is our second chakra. And it's, it's uh, right where a woman's like uterus is that area um it's responsible for creativity which only makes sense correct because Mm -hmm. what is the ultimate form of creativity new human cool (laughs) Mm -hmm. so we think of the womb with the sacral chakra um creativity this is where our emotions are housed because our emotions have everything to do with creativity. We can't make something if we're not passionate about it. Right? So that's that's what we're working with with the sacral chakra. Next we move up to the solar plexus, which is right here. It's our our will, our, our center of power, our fire, right? our sense of fire, this has everything to do with ego and control. Um, This is a fun one to work with because the ego is involved here. You know, is it a power play? Is this has to do with ego or does this have to do with my sense of confidence? Are you confident or are you egotistical? Oftentimes we will see um, blocks, disruptions in the solar plexus chakra with, uh, we see it oftentimes with business people, people who are involved with business. Um, there's that drive, that, that wonderful drive to build. You know, we, we have the creativity activated from the sacral and now we're gonna build, we're gonna build this company because I'm passionate about this. And that passion sometimes can turn into ego and control. And and manipulation in that, you know, I walk into the place and and I'm not assertive, but I'm just downright aggressive. And you're gonna listen to me, and this is how we're gonna do it. It's my way or the highway, opposed to, hey, I you guys, I've got this super idea. I feel good about it. I'm confident, I know I can pull it off. You know, this is super cool. We're gonna build this company together. But it's it's our 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 power center, our confidence, our self-esteem. Can we do it? the world so the root chakra is hey i'm in the world i'm safe sacral chakra is oh this is really nice i have all these emotions wow holy cow this is cool i'm going to use these to create and then we start to create with our solar plexus and that's where we build you know we make things um we move up then to our heart chakra which is exactly where you think it is our heart chakra is responsible for universal love, um, acceptance. This is where 12-step work with addiction takes place. Um, it's about understanding and connecting with other people. Um, it's about community, um, just just connection. And we all know what happens when our heart chakra is, is out of alignment. You know, we literally have heart problems. We have circulatory problems. We... We, we hear it stated as is, is my heart is broken. We can feel that this is very, very, very important. All of them are important, but the heart chakra is the meeting between that below, the chakras below, which are our root chakra, sacral, solar plexus, and our higher chakras, which we'll get up to. Coming down, they meet meet in the middle. It's all about balance, so. Um, heart chakra has to do with empathy and compassion, understanding and, and caring. You know, it's, it's, that's where it's at. We move up into to the throat chakra, which is literally in our throats. It has everything to do with communication, not only speaking, but listening as well. And to be able to know ourselves well enough to be able to speak our truth. Who are you? What do you stand for? And and are you confident enough to be able to say, you know what? What I think, what I feel matters enough for me to be able to speak it out loud. Our throat chakra also has to do with creativity because words have weight. They have vibration. And they also are very strong in the creative um, realm. Thoughts, emotions, words all precipitate the action, which makes it all happen. So this is where um, a lot of people are are not afraid to speak up or, or are afraid, excuse me, to speak up for themselves. They either don't know their truth, what they stand for, or they're too afraid to say it because they don't feel like they matter. And then we go back down into some of the lower root chakras and examine that. Our third eye chakra is probably um, the most well known. This is that the third eye, right? That that center of intuition. Um, it's that that being able to trust ourselves, even though sometimes we don't know why. Like we know something, but rationally we have nothing to back it up. Scientifically, we have nothing to back it up. This makes no sense, but I'm telling you, I know this, and. You need to turn left right now, (laughs) right? So the third eye chakra starts us to connect not only with our own inner inner self, but also opens us up to connect with God, spirit, creator, Akasha, universe, whatever. Whatever you choose to call that creative force makes no difference. But it it starts that process of, of opening up. This is, I think of it as like the gateway. You need to know what's within before you can go without or outside. So our, our, crown chakra then is, is right where that soft spot in a baby's head is. And it's responsible for our connection to universe, our connection to God creator, whatever you would like to call it. It, when it's in balance, we have just a very strong sense of, Hey, everything's going to be okay. Because you know what? I'm not alone in this. I have some guidance if I can be quiet and listen. Because when I'm talking, I can't hear. And spirit always talks. We just make too much noise oftentimes to hear it. And we will get guidance if we can be quiet. And that's our connection. So the goal when working with the chakras then is, is to connect to spirit as well as Mother Earth, as well as the Earth and and where we meet in the middle that's where we connect to everyone as within so without right as above so below
0: yeah um i'm just thinking uh what would probably be good for a part two is to kind of take that and kind of like you were talking about um just not talking so we can listen and we'll kind of go into meditation and building that awareness and stuff more
1: yeah um, that would be awesome
0: yeah uh, cool so, so uh we'll t- talk to the viewers stay tuned for we'll, we'll be talking with paula again stay
1: tuned for next week
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so thanks for we to chill, and we'll talk with you soon
1: yeah cool oh that that was fun